Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. The Nightside Project. Look at the size of that boy's head. I'm not kidding, it's like an orange on a toothpick. Nightside on KSL. A limited edition summer season. It's summer now. They told me this would be temporary. It cannot end soon enough. The Nightside Project with Ethan Millard and Alex Carey. Streaming live on Alexa and on KSL News Radio at 102.7 FM. All right, welcome to the Nightside Project. I'm Ethan Millard. I got Alex Carey here with me. We're back for another episode. Boy, What's it's been up? a little bit of a break, isn't it? It has been a long break. I mean, the last time we talked, President Trump was the president. <laughs> uh, yeah. What's that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, here's the thing. We've been get, I'll just tell you right now. We've been getting a lot of emails um, about Inauguration Day here at the office. What kind of emails? Uh, just the ones about, like, hey, watch your back. Not threats Not threats from people. What I'm saying is, is our boss is telling HR? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's saying, hey, uh, you know, just in case. I mean, we actually, you, since you and I, the first time we started working here at Broadcast House, the building was kind of secure, you know? I mean, uh, yeah. And, and now it's just even more. So it's just all, it, since they did, since they did like the, uh, the parking situation that they did, which is just like really intense, you know, it's those ones where the doors shut right behind your car, right when you, yeah. they're automated and they're fast. And so, and they have razor blades, and so they just come right down. <laughs> Chop your arm off. So, so we, like, I mean, ever since then, I mean, remember at the beginning, I had two bikes stolen from my parking garage yeah. right next to our executive parking. So yeah. there were no cameras. There were no, like, yeah, no one could be bothered. Right. Back then. So now it's like uh, they put extra people on duty this week, and yeah. um, and it, it's just been, it's a, my I don't tell my wife any of that stuff because one, I'm like, I do a sports show at night. But at the same time, people just see somebody. You know where, you know where we we do our shows in the in the in the control studio there, yeah, right there in front of the building. It's it like especially at night, the lights are on and the roles are reversed. Everybody can see me from out there. I can't see out worth beans, and yeah. so um, they don't know who I am. They just will be like, "It's a gad talking." They see that we have CNN and uh, and Fox News up in the studio. That's all they see. You know. Well, I'll tell you, I think everything's gonna chill out. Because everyone got all worked up. Yeah. And then nothing worked out, right? It wound up being, you know, the, the stolen election wound up being a giant hoax. And the people that stormed the Capitol didn't get anything done, and they just all got arrested. I think everyone's looking at it saying, oh, yeah, we were barking up the wrong tree. Mm. And I think they're just going to chill out. I don't, I don't think I there's going to so. be like a continued threat. Well, we, def- we definitely need to move on. Like, we definitely need to just, like, uh, buckle down. 
and uh, worry about uh, moving forward. That's my thing. I'm like, let's buckle down. Let's figure this out. We need to buckle out. down, come together, move yeah. forward. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, all that know, stuff. You know, you'd be great at politics. All the, uh, <laughs> Listen to you, all your little platitudes. Hey, Scott Mitchell dropped a uh, Ethan Millardism the other day oh, what did he say? on the air. He was what like, you know, say? your old pal, Ethan Millard. People say that to me, too. They act like, because they'll be like, what they want to <laughs> like say I'm is dead. it's like, no, they'll go, they'll go, you know, someone you associate with, you know, like, <laughs> the, the, yeah. but he was saying it as a positive. He was like, uh, he always liked the analogy that you made about he, – he was talking about NFL coaches. Uh-huh. And he was like, look, some NFL coaches, this is their thing. You know, like this this is their role that they play. This is They are the best at doing the head coaching thing. They're not, they're not good at, you know, these other things. I think he was talking about that. And then he goes uh, – Ethan brought it up to me one time about how Mitt Romney is not a great senator. He's not a good senator. He's an executive. And it yeah. doesn't – you can't just cross over and go, oh, I can do this gig too because I was a politician over here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so – Yeah, I don't, I don't support making senators president and I don't support um, making president senators. If that's what – if that I, – I strongly believe that there are two – and this is, you know, regardless – You don't of want Donald to Trump to run. run – you're saying you don't want Donald Trump to run for the state senate in New York? I'm saying that he would for the, for the U.S. Senate? I, and, I, and I don't think – I don't think Mitt Romney enjoys being a senator mm. because there are two tracks in leadership, right, at least in political leadership in America. There's the executive track where you have your defined space, you know, state government, national government, whatever, and you make the decision. <laughs> Mayor, right? You make the decisions. And uh, it's a leadership role. It's executive role. And then you have members of Congress, Senate, House, state legislature, and that is a deliberative body where no one really – takes any major responsibility yeah. right? it's yeah, just yeah. it's it's a lot of debate and you share it everyone votes so you share the credit and you share the blame and uh that's a it, two different kinds of people do well in those two different kinds of people fundamentally different kinds of people yeah i think that uh i think this after everything is said and done i probably won't be shot uh this week so yeah i think everyone's gone back to work at least hey, those that don't have uh, <clears throat> hearings me, coming up can i ask you a personal question i'm ambushing yeah. you with this do you have covid voice right now no, I don't. I just have long day voice. <laughs> That's you know what? You're a liar. You're a liar because <laughs> no, I did a talk true. show with you for years, and you never had a raspy voice after we talked for the whole day. It, you know what though? What are you yelling I'm, at kids? What What do you work? You work with only kids on a soccer field. That's who you give thing, financial though. advice no, to. No, no, no. Here's the thing: your vo- your voice is like a muscle. You got to exercise. Oh, and I saw point. that. I oh. saw that right away. And yeah. I remember how strenuous it was when we picked up Nightside again in the spring. I had to like get back into it. I was like, oh my gosh, talking for two hours. I haven't had that. I haven't. Uh, then that means that I have been, I've had that, vo- I guess my voice thing has never really, it's been 15 years of just being able to talk all day, every day, I guess. Yeah, man, you're an elite vocal athlete. You're, like, you're basically a marathon runner. <laughs> I'm an all pro. I'm an yeah. all pro, dude. Yeah, that's good. No, nah, that's, that's the way I like it. Uh, so, Ethan, you sent some disturbing content on Twitter. Uh, over the uh, last few days, I have a recipe been, we got from. What do you uh, mean we got? Don't act like we get recipes or that we try them out either. No, I I is in we is in me. Okay, what family. did you get? It's called baked pineapple. Yeah, I'm looking okay. this up here, and it's uh and it's uh we got it from my mother in law, but I don't think she ever made it. I think it was just one of those <laughs> recipes that was just collected. <laughs> And oh it, my goodness, it's one can of chunk pineapple, yeah. one can of crushed pineapple, yeah, one half pound American cheese brick style. One half. But now cup hold on sugar. a minute. What do you mean brick style? You mean Velveeta? Yeah, brick style. And it's just in the. You just put the whole brick in there? No, not exactly. Oh, you got to cube it up. It, and then you it's a half cup sugar, half cup flour, half cup butter. Oh yes, there is a sugar in there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but there's mix, no ham. It's no ham. You mix the cheese 
and you make the sugar, flour, and butter together. Oh my goodness! I am really. You make layers of pineapple, cheese, and butter, and flour, and sugar, and pineapple, cheese, and butter, flour, and sugar. You make layers. Why the cheese? Bake it. Why the cheese? Well, I was thinking about this, and so looking it up, there are a bunch of other recipes. Like there are so many baked pineapple uh, recipes. They all have cheddar cheese. They all call for cheddar cheese. This is this the only one, one I've been able to find that calls for American cheese. And you know I prefer yeah, American yeah. cheese. Well, because it's, it's superior meltability. It's superior meltability. Yeah. And because I'm an American. <laughs> and, and so I prefer the American cheese. And there, I'll tell it's you It's also what, got a lot of eggs in it, pie? too. It's also got a lot of apple, apple pie with, a, with uh, eggs in it and it? cheese in it. No, I've like never on been. the top. No. I, I know there are places in the country that think they're real cute when they try that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I, I don't do that. And you don't need to pretend to the people that you've ever done that either. I've had a come on. I've had apple pie with cheese on. Yeah, the but it's like as a as a novelty, and you moved right on and never would do it again. Yeah, I don't make it. I right. make the best apple pie that you'll ever have. <laughs> and I, I've I had it. Let, I've had it. I don't even let it look at the cheese. Hey, I've had it, and you know what? And you know what I'll say about your apple pie? What's that? Meh. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I'll stick Elton Brown on you because it's his recipe. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Whoa, Elton Brown <laughs> has been taking a lot of heat, bro. Uh, not what? of the food variety over the, uh, hold on. Now, now this one's a baked pineapple casserole. Yeah. Are, that's are basically along... what it is. Yeah. But this one is, oh, is there cinnamon in yours too? Nope. See, a lot of these have cinnamon. I've seen three or four of these with cinnamon and they say that this is a side dish at Easter. Let me just say something real quick. We get made fun of a lot for the, uh, funeral potatoes. Funeral potatoes are cheese and, and, and potatoes and, potatoes and, and sour cream and yeah, Salt. butter and some salt, and then like a lot of crispy stuff on top, whether Seven it's Ritz crispy. or uh, you know Corn frosted flakes. flakes. That's up to you. It could be French onion. But listen, but listen to me. When the South rolls out and gets look, when you roll out, how to make baked apple pie, baked pineapple? Uh, it says you, you cr- crushed pineapple, pineapple chunks, granulated sugar, two beaten eggs, uh, and then it's, it's got the cornstarch in there. It's got cinnamon. It's got butter, and and I'm thinking to myself, and we get made fun of. Now listen. All those things sound good. Well, All those you're things describing sound good. a cobbler a little bit. Yeah, but there are some versions of this that have chunks of, of ham in it. And then at that point, I'm out. You're out. Because I, look, I like ham and pineapple. I, like ham I and do pineapple. like ham and pineapple. So what are you? What are you? Because this sounds like an apple like or a pineapple kind of turnover situation. And then if you throw ham in it, then we're just all bets are off. I, I, maybe I'm a southerner. I don't know. And sweet cheese is, sounds weird. Sweet cheese sounds like... I don't know, like a uh, a football player's nickname, uh, you know, back sweet in the cheese. back in the seventies. <laughs> Who? Which football player? Are we I don't know. You sweet got cheese? sweetness. Sweetness was uh, was Walter Payton. Sweet cheese would be like uh, some fat guy. I don't did know. You, some... Did you watch the games over the weekend? Of course I did. Did they Come go on. your way? Um, let me see here. I picked, and I did. I I went on our show and I said, "Look, the Packers are going to beat up on the Rams. The Rams are imposters," and I got killed for that. And guess what they did? The Packers freaking killed him. And basically, I was right on with the score. And so, uh, blind squirrel, nut, et cetera. But at the same time, I said it. I was like, look, the Packers are way too. Uh, didn't really go my way necessarily in the sense that, I don't know. I don't really have a team in the fight here. I think it's weird. And I'm not a big fan of Tom Brady being in still. I'm not a big fan of Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs going on, although Patrick Mahomes might not actually be good enough to play or uh, well he enough to will. play this weekend. Oh, of course he will do the comeback thing. I don't know. It's a bunch of uh, the. It's a bunch of. Uh, it's a bunch of the same old, same old. You know, which yeah, means I'm, it's I, good. But I, I disagree. Know. I so I, 
I'm hoping to see Mahomes and Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Oh, you are? Okay. I think that would be amazing. Old versus new. The the former greatest quarterback ever up against the current greatest quarterback I think ever. a more I think an intriguing thing right now is this is Josh Allen and uh the Buffalo Bills and the Chiefs well playing this I know. Weekend. a lot That's of people fun. like a lot of people want to see Buffalo Bills especially around here because they got some mutes on there but um but it's uh but I, I don't know and you know me I'm not a I'm not a Tom Brady fan I'm not like a you're yeah, not Brady even a sports guy dude. yeah um, what are we doing this is nightside dude we can't yeah I know don't get into this all right. I'll yeah, I'll do it just as a it. I'll do it just as a as a force of habit, but I don't want to with yeah. you. Come on. Hey, you'll do it as a courtesy to me cuz well, I, I, I just don't when I can talk I like to do something that's not sports you when we're around. I've got a Zen headline. Oh, you do. Yeah, you ready for uh, it? Uh if uh if I find the music for it and uh guess what? I did. There you go. I did feel bad about Drew Brees since that's probably Drew Brees. Be my yeah, yeah. Nah, I felt bad. Well, he plays terribly. I'm going to be honest. It's it's uh he probably kept going a year too much. And and I love the old quarterbacks. I cheer for the old quarterbacks. Drew Brees, Tom Brady. You make it sound like they're haunting the place. Well, you make it sound like they're dead. You, when you're past and 40, I you cheer almost for the old you're quarterbacks. Rattling around, you're rattling around the stadium. Uh, okay. this uh, I found this on CNN. This was amazing. A Texas family lost their sense of smell because they had coronavirus. <laughs> And then a fire engulfed their house. They nearly died because they couldn't sell, smell the smoke. They didn't know their house was on fire. The only family member who didn't have the virus was 17-year-old Bianca Rivera. When she smelled the smoke in their home early Friday, she was able to quickly evacuate her three family members and their four dogs. She said, I don't really count myself as a hero. I just did what anyone else would do for their own family, you'd hope. I just wanted everyone to get out safe and alive. And I never even thought about that. But yes, COVID nearly cost this family their lives. If Bianca had... If Bianca had herself also gotten the virus and lost her smell, it's possible that um, the fire could have been far enough along to have trapped them or they could have lost their pets. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> so uh, I, the smell thing is interesting to me. Because I've known a few people who've gotten uh, corona, and they'll tell me they, they tell you that is one of the things that is really, really freaking weird. Uh, they're like, it, you... you like intellectually, you process. Oh, I won't be able to smell very well, or I won't be able to smell or taste. And you're like, because all of us have had like a bad cold, and you're like, oh, I can't taste any of this. But it's different. They say it's different. Now that being said, uh, <laughs> the Deseret News did a story the other day, and it was this full write-up about how you can test if you've lost your sense of taste or smell. They I didn't, didn't know we really needed instructions know, for that. I thought I it was self-evident. Not only that, this is this whole write-up, and they were like, yeah. And so they're like, here's a trick. Take a jelly bean, of a, strong, a strongly flavored jelly bean, put it in your mouth, and you chew it. Okay? Okay. <laughs> and if you can taste it. <laughs> right. No, first it was, but you have to have your nose plugged. Okay? Then when you let, then you, the, you've chewed up the bean a little bit, then you let, the, then you let your nose go. Like you don't have it, you have it unpinched. You know, you have it pinched, so you can't taste it at first. Then you unpinch the nose and let the let all the senses rush in. If you can't smell or taste it at that point, they say you might have coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is, I'm, I'm like, this is the dumbest article I've ever I've ever seen. I watched a video of how to a get, how girl. to test if you could smell or taste something. It's ridiculous. I watched a video of a girl. She's recovering from coronavirus, so she was feeling good, but she still hadn't recovered her sense of taste or smell. And her family put these cups of fluid behind a shield, 
and she just and with straws poking up and so she tried each one and they had water milk and pineapple juice and tomato juice and hot sauce and all these things and she just drank each one she was like water i don't know what this is is it water no there are i saw this guy who lost his sense of smell and taste and he was he was drinking like full shots of so of like hot sauce and he's like can't taste a thing he wasn't reacting he was not doing it was nothing it was just like ridiculous shocking uh miller should we do more of this this week now now that we're both fully back uh, yeah, man. Yeah, let's do more of these, okay? So, yeah, I look forward to it. For Ethan Millard, I'm Alex Curie. Thanks for hanging out. Download the podcast. Uh, tell people that uh, this is a show they used to listen to, and sometimes they still upload episodes. <laughs> uh, for Ethan Millard, I'm Alex Curie. See you next time. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.